tip. Good afternoon. It is September 19th, 2022. You're listening to A Little Call May, A Little Call B, hosted by Will Levinos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? You know, no one ever goes, hey, you know what, Will, that really tall guy? But you know what? They could. There is a procedure that you can get done that will make you three to six inches taller. Do you have any interest? Three to six inches? At three to six inches, and you know, I'm not saying there's a career, but there's a much more likely chance of having a career versus, you know, at my current status of height, it's uh, it's, it's an uphill battle, literally. So what's the procedure exactly to, to get this done? I'll have to wait to find that answer out. Uh, lots to talk about today on the podcast. There is a weather advisory currently going on, so there may be a lot of drop calls throughout the podcast. We'll do our best to fight through them, but that's... Two seconds in, and we already lost Zach one time, and he's got an awesome topic right now, which he's going to tell me how I'm going to somehow become a professional basketball player. How, how tall can I get now, and what what do I got to do to do this? All right. It can only make you three to six inches taller. That, that's so, a lot. That... Uh, well, you, you said a professional basketball player, so you know that's a, that, that, that's a big jump. But, yeah, that, it, it, it's at the point where it's not an insignificant amount where – uh, it's a lot of these rich guys, a lot of tech guys, you know, talking Google, Amazon, Microsoft, you know, Facebook, the meta guys, but a lot of them, you know, there's a long recovery time for this are doing it during COVID. If I didn't see you for a year and then, you know, I saw you, I like you would notice, like I, I would notice something like that. I, I didn't even factor that into it. If, if you go back to Thanksgiving for the annual, whatever, and it's like, Hey, who's the new, what, who's that? What, how did that happen? three inches six inches at the age of 30 impressive doing it right now do you want to hear more about the procedure or more about the cost i'd rather hear more about the procedure this this is okay this is a ridiculous situation anyway there's no way that this can't have like long-term this must have a ton of long-term health concerns this can't be a healthy decision or procedure okay you're nailing that the the first thing that happens is they break your legs they break your femurs or thigh bones, and then they insert metal nails that can be adjusted. And the way these are adjusted is uh, a tiny little bit every day for three months with a little magnetic magnetic remote control. And, I mean, I had braces as a kid, and when they would adjust those, I remember your mouth would hurt for, like, the next couple of days. I cannot imagine, one, your leg's trying to recover from being broken, and every day they're just stretched just a little bit more. It has to be so painful. How long does this procedure take then? So they were doing this for how long? You're doing that part for three months. Okay. And that's that's step one, I'm assuming, of who I knows think that's it. it. That's it? That's it? You're done? They just stretch? In three months, I can gain three to six inches? Yeah. All right. So what's the cost then? How many the houses cost, How many houses do I have to yeah. sell? <laughs> it's between uh, 70000 and 150000 depending on whether you want to be three inches taller or six inches taller. You know, I'm not saying this is money I would ever, you know, a lot towards that, but that's actually a lot more affordable than I thought it'd be. I mean, think, there's no other solution to this, and the fact that it's, you know, it, I, it's hard to say that's not a lot of money. It's a ton of money, but it's not a million dollars. It's not half a million dollars. You know, it's, it's, it's. It it's, seems it seems like an an attainable amount of money. Yeah, and it, it, it wasn't attainable to my knowledge in the past so now now it is if this is really truly a deal breaker for you you know you're 
getting real tired of getting swiped left so many times for that uh, that tall height thing. Just just limiting you, holding you back. You know, can't reach that top cabinet. Here, here you go. Now, who do you, this is this is only men doing this, right? There's no women doing this. There are some women doing it. It's mostly men, but uh, it is. There are some some women that are dabbling with this as well. And I. <laughs> We we get, we got to talk about anything else but this. There is so much football to talk about. I had a very successful week, both in fantasy. I will be going four and zero again. I believe you're going to go what three and one. We confirm. It sure that. looks. Yeah, it sure looks. Uh, with you know, kind of without something wild happening one way or the other. Yeah, it's going to be going to be three and one. But I'd say that's still pretty good for the uh, for the podcast to go uh, seven seven and one. I'll try to hold up my end uh, a little better uh, next week. But we did get a a Patriots win and a Notre Dame win, so it's kind of a you know you gotta 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 toss it up and balance it out. I'm glad you can you know add a couple moral victories to that one loss you got this week. That's that's real nice. Uh, Patriots did win. Not a whole lot to talk about there. Literally nothing to talk about. The most boring game of the week. Did anything exciting happen other than the maybe the greatest Patriots catch since Welker Moss? I, I tried to think of like top ten like greatest Patriot catches. And we rarely have the over the top catch guy. And there's a ton of Gronk ones, a couple, maybe Edelman. Welker, Edelman. There's obviously some Moss ones too, but I don't remember Moss really going up over the top of anyone at that point in his career anyways, but a very nice grab by the Patriots. I'm happy they got the win. It feels like if we had lost this game, there's a direction the season immediately goes. And now that we won, we, we hold on to a little bit of hope and that's all because there's really not a whole lot of hope here. There, there's very little, there's just a little bit more than there was last week. But there's not much. Is there anything you'd like to add to this before we move on to actual football stories? Well, no. This is actual football. These two teams played on on Sunday. So this is actual. We don't spend the whole time on it. But I got some thoughts. Uh, Yep, the Aguilar catch was really awesome. Just right over the top of the guy. Looked like it was going to be an interception. And he just said, said, no, like I'm just going to take it. Like legit awesome. Uh, for I feel like the, the other guys that you uh, that you mentioned, I mean, the Edelman one was wild and circus. I mean, that was the Super Bowl, so it's hard to just compare that. But the uh, the one regular season one uh, that uh, reminded me was the Ravens. And oh, for two, you know, he's gonna start thinking I'm just cutting him out because I don't want to talk about the Patriots anymore. The truth is, there's just so many other games that were far more entertaining and had so much more critical interest uh, across the league. But you know, we'll take the win. We'll uh, we'll see if we can try to keep him on uh, on the phone here and and get things going. I, I'm sorry, I don't know where you went off. I just, more Patriot talk here. <laughs> that that one was bad. Uh, I w- I was still going on my uh, my discussion about how good Randy Moss was, and then I got a uh, I could hear the little the, the little alert, and you go, "Who's calling me during the podcast right now?" And I was like, "Oh, good, we've already dropped twice. Excellent." Great, great for the weather. Great, great timing. But we're saying that the Randy Moss catch over Darrell Revis, that was like a regular season one that compared where some of the other ones were in the, in the Super Bowl. So it's hard, just hard to compare. But I do think getting the win, it just, you just sometimes you just got to do that. We were on the road. Uh, I still don't know exactly how we were favored or how we exactly pulled it out. When you look at it, it's like we're playing against Mitchell Trubisky, and you mentioned it during the game, and I was thinking it uh, pretty much at the same time. You know, the announcers are saying something about us it. like, well, you know what? Like they're doing like pretty good right here. And it's just such like it, they weren't intending to be condescending, but you just take it as condescending where it's like a few years ago, 
we were Super Bowl favorites every year, and now we're getting like, oh, look at them go. Look at the plucky little team. It's just like, oh, like being good was so much better. Not even just being good, being great. It, that was so much better than what this is. And uh, like, they, we're probably going to be like this for, for a while, you know, definitely this season. But, you know, both of us just on the same page. It just We're, we're just spoiled and just having that just uh, – even the announcers just like, oh, like, look at, look at the little guys go. And, uh. Yeah, on, on a personal level, I, I don't know if I'll ever truly watch an entire Patriot games from start to finish for a long time. At least probably not this season. At least not, not this you week's don't want, You don't watch the full thing? We must have at least one primetime okay. game, and you will. What, what, what do you watch football games to see? And what is going to happen in a Patriot game that has any of that? Because it doesn't. There's there's very very rare plays like you saw this past weekend. That was this is the only game where we would have saw an awesome play. Well, the Nas- the the Aguilar catch was pretty pretty awesome, and oh. there there were other things that uh, that were fun. The we're uh, covering the uh, the muffed punt uh, where I almost lost my mind when uh, we got a, almost got. A, I still don't know exactly how it wasn't a safety on the uh, on on the kickoff. Uh, which it was just like, you got to be kidding me. This is how we're going to go on our first play. But part of it is not just like, I'm looking to see the, the wildest things. Like, this is my team. So I'm gonna, my team's playing, I'm, I'm going to watch them. And that's like across all the sports. I'm not watching full Patriot games. There's nothing to watch for. Now, with that being said, we weren't the only team in the division to win. Every other team in the division won. So we couldn't even get a, get up a game on anyone this well, week. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Buffalo plays tonight, so they haven't won yet. Yeah, all right, well. I suppose as of right week. now, as of right now, okay. As of the as Bills of right now, the Patriots have the same number of wins. Who played the Thursday game? That I'm, was the uh, the Chargers Chiefs. That's what it was. I'm mixing things up. I thought they played Thursday. I, I, I'm mixing no, up the, the yeah. debut night. Like I could I could definitely see that though of like the the high powered offense. Okay, so that that game happened. Uh, I really want to talk about some of the comebacks that happened within the division. I imagine Ooh. the Bills will have some success tonight, but I want to talk about Baltimore versus Miami and the Jets versus Cleveland. Two games that, again, maybe not the they biggest were over. draw. Just, just points on points over. on points. And then final two minutes of both these games, complete madness happens. I'm just more impressed that Tua was really, really good. I, I'm not that shocked that Tyreek Hill is that fast or that Waddle is that much of a playmaker? We've, we've seen those examples multiple times. What we haven't seen was Tua not only put up a lot of points against a qualified team like Baltimore, but also support a comeback against a team that's having a good game too. They didn't just beat up a Baltimore team that played poorly all game. They had they had a big, had a huge lead. I don't even know what it was, but it, it shrunk. 21 it, points going into the, into the fourth. Shrunk real fast. And then... To pull it off and actually get the W, I, it was just a really, really big win. I'm, I'm impressed. These, these are the wins against teams like Baltimore that I, I value a lot more. I, I I don't know where we go from here. Is is Miami for real? The offense certainly feels for real. I have a lot more questions about Baltimore's and the status that I had held them at prior to this game. And now following this game, it feels like that they were almost figured out to some degree. I don't know. Which, which, which one of these teams do you think will be better at the end of the year right now, are you still riding with Baltimore or do you think Miami's got a chance to be better than Baltimore in a couple games or maybe even 10 games? I think, I think it's the Ravens. I think it just, you know, sometimes you get up, you have these huge leads and you just, you just kind of, you let off the gas and then something like this can happen. And it's always tricky. We got a guy like Tyreek Hill, but I just, uh, you were lower on Tua than I think I was, but I'd never expected this level of uh, of Tua. 
to the point that I started in at least one league, the, uh, the, the Ravens defense. It was like, this, this seems like a, like a good, a good thing to do. Uh, and the reason that I, I don't think that two is going to like continue like, is like, if you had the opportunity to pick up two a next week, like, are, are you doing it in fantasy? Well, I'm, I'm a bit of a unique situation when you ask that too, because I have a, a commitment to waddle in almost every one of my leagues to begin with. So there is, there is a benefit there as well as I truly haven't found a very successful fantasy quarterback yet. I've had Russell Wilson. I've had Joe Burrow. I've had just uh, fields, Justin Fields in Chicago None of those guys have truly been better than Tua. At least none of them. Tua probably had more points this week than any of those guys combined in the last couple of weeks. So that's that just says something right there. There were I, I think I think it's an actual fantasy possibility. Now it's still a matchup thing, but if you ask me, Baltimore would have been the week I wouldn't have played him. <laughs> you know that. Right? Yeah. So now I have even more red flags. Like, all right, are we all just boneheads for thinking that Tua can't do this, or is Baltimore got a little bit more question marks than we're comfortable to talk about right now? It's very very low examples here for both teams all right there, there's a lot more we're going to learn about each both these teams will get better throughout the year but man what a what a just gun show man we're just we're just putting up points big plays huge plays I, I i still like the way baltimore plays i like their running backs i think if you look at their roster by the end of this year once even more running backs get healthier there's going to be like four or five running backs on this baltimore roster that i think most rosters would welcome and then you mix in that i think they have a really improved receiver core I mean, Bateman, Bateman's a real deal. Was it Duverlay? Is it Duverlay? Duverman? If if, if that's not right, you're close. That runs back the the opening kickoff. I mean, we don't see many uh, kick returns in general, let alone, you know, take it all the way to the house. I just think that's that's the formula for good, sound playoff football, especially when you add the wild card of Lamar Jackson that's capable of doing everything. Lamar broke two records this weekend. Do you know what they were? Uh, I do not. Lamar is now the leader. He passed Michael Vick for the most uh, 100-yard rushing games. He leads all of the NFL of all time. Uh, I think it's 11 to 10. Or so. It's actually not as many as you would think. Uh, and then the other thing that he broke, I think he's the first quarterback ever to rush and throw for a 75-plus-yard touchdown in the same game. Oof. Yeah, yeah. Good luck trying to top. Th- think of somebody like if you're going to go design a quarterback and you're going to say, "Hey, we want to try and break this record." There's a lot of moving factors that are making that almost impossible. R- running that far and having a throw that far—that's it's a challenging thing. Uh, shout out to him though, and I, I still like uh, I still like the Baltimore Ravens going forward. But very, very impressed by Miami. I was also impressed by the Jets. There's nothing more fun than watching Cleveland lose, but it is a little weird rooting for the Jets to beat Cleveland to lose. The onside kick was a masterpiece. Textbook, right? The the Jets pulled this right. incredible comeback off. They have this spectacular onside kick that just it, it just bounces perfect. Now, when it works, it's amazing. It's got to be so hard and so frustrating for kickers to be like trying to master that, and you get one shot. There's very no, there's not a whole lot of practice for this, especially game time practice of it. You know, you only get so many opportunities to do it. So very impressive, especially with some of the other teams. I think two teams prior to that kicked an onside kick, and it was not, not nearly successful. You could see that ball really bounces the wrong way. It was awful. I think one of them didn't even go far enough. That's that's more sad. It's like you didn't even give it's your tough. team a chance. You got to at least get it the ten yards there, so you could at least get it in play. Uh, but you think there's Every, bigger... everything is against you. Anything uh, anything more to add here with the Jets here, or is this more of a red flag for Cleveland 
again, another team that I, I actually do really like. I thought Brissett made some good plays. I thought Peoples-Jones almost made a spectacular catch. I don't know if that counted or not. And the two running backs between Chubb and Hunt, they both played well. I, I don't know what went wrong with this game as well. They had this in control. I didn't think the Jets had this firepower, and I didn't think Cleveland would ever let this happen to them. I, I thought they had a, yeah, a, a pretty up, good pass rush. I, what happened here? Up, up 14 under two minutes. Just – you you look at it just how 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 did this happen uh you know you saw the uh, the browns coach is like his kids are around the field it was like this game this game's over like uh, yep, here we go we're, we're about to get a, get, get a win and the jets uh they had other ideas and for a team that really wasn't supposed to be that good you really don't expect that uh really got to be frustrating for uh for nick chubb he gets the ball goes on the you know to the left side and you know is able to is able to score and, you know, hindsight is, oh, well, you know, he should have, you know, taken a knee at the one and then they could have uh, ran out clock and then there would have been a field goal and then they would have been up still two scores, but with way less time. But it, it's, it's under two minutes. It's like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, it's really hard to score touchdowns. I'm, I'm going to score a touchdown. And of course our defense isn't going to give up multiple touchdowns. Like, they're not going to give up a touchdown and we're going to give up an onside kick and we're going to give them another touchdown. Like, no, we're going to we're going to be fine. No need to worry about that. But that uh, that was definitely uh, un- unfortunate, and just one of those games that w- was over, kind of like the uh, you know the game we just talked about. And so you know, watching red zone, you're kind of bouncing around and just oh yeah, no, okay, you, you kind of write. I, at least I do. I, you kind of write it off in your head of like, well, this game's over. Like I'm focusing on on other games. Like okay, we're we're the good games. We're the good games. And then all, all of a sudden, just roaring back and just you're sitting at the edge of your couch like oh here we go let's go now what what is it surprising we watch football every weekend every year we've, we've been watching this for a while it's not shocking for a team that's getting blown out to get a touchdown almost easily late where it's like all right they got one the defense lets up a little bit now the impressive part was that they were able to get multiple touchdowns with very little time where it was like okay you got your gimme Let's. How about we turn on the switch now to playing defense again and not give up the game time, right? the game winning. Like let's, let's. You had a wake up call. You had a big enough lead for the wake up call, and you just ignored it. You just snoozed right through the whole thing and just said, you know what? I guess, I guess this weak defense that we gave up the first touchdown to is just staying out there. We're just no, no adjustments. This is too late. I, I think that was the most shocking part of a lot of these games, which is watching teams not only score once but twice very, very quickly in critical times. Uh, I have some teams. We're two weeks in right now that I'm very worried about and some teams I'm starting to give a lot more credit to. What do you want to start with? Do you want to give some credit or do you want to have some concerns? Let's, let's, let's do some panic meter. All right, panic time. I wrote down a bunch of teams I'm, I'm, I'm panicked about, I'm a little worried about, and, and some of them I called totally right, and some of them I have even more concerns because I didn't, I didn't expect this. I, I didn't think that. Now, the first one that I totally called right that I think is the most one you need to be panicked about is Denver. And they actually won, too. I think that's the concerning part. So I'm picking them after a victory. But, man, just just sloppy, just bad. R- Russell Wilson was struggling throughout the whole thing. I'm very confused on the running back thing. I, the, the committee thing I'm, I'm generally for, especially if you have two quality backs, which they do. I just feel like they're not really getting the most out of either of them, and it's kind of hurting both of them, where I think both of them would almost be better if they were getting a little bit more consistent of the carries. They have a ton of wide receivers that – I, I don't like that the play call is almost trying to like uh, like I don't like the fade routes very you, you know you have you have skill set players that you can run plays you don't have to just run the super home run kind of play every time and 
I'm not very impressed by Denver. I, I have the most concerns for them. I think Russell Wilson is. I, I'm sorry, we're the back nine, man. I mean, maybe he, maybe he makes a little bit of a comeback this year, but I'm I'm staying away from Denver. I I don't like where this is going. I just think they're going to be constantly trying to come back in this division while everyone else in the division is putting up points easily. They're going to struggle. Big concern. Is there a team you're more concerned about than Denver? Well, I'd like to talk about Denver for a little bit, just try to figure it out if they're they're my biggest concern or the other ones. It's they're they're doing things like they're making the game way harder for themselves, and I don't know if it's. Can you recap the uh, end of the first half? Did you see that the the field goal that they get the flag and then it's like what? <laughs> who's coaching out there? What happened? Why yeah, like yeah, we're, and then you know they had the the whole debacle uh, last week where they go for the sixty four yard touchdown and kind of mismanage the time and this one and just constantly. I mean, then last week Russell, you know, he's at Seattle and Seattle's known for being one of the the, the loudest stadiums, so they're having a little trouble with the with, with the count. And get, but they, but they weren't getting up to the line. There was a ton of uh, delay a game, but it's like okay, maybe this just you know Seattle Lake does that to teams. Okay, well now you're, now you're at home, and they're still they're getting to the line so delayed. And like I said, like, I don't know if this is a the, something to do with the coach isn't getting the the play in fast enough, or if Russell isn't getting up to the line fast enough. But it's a problem. The the, the fans, the fans were giving the you know the the countdown. I don't think I've ever seen that in a football game. I've seen it, you know, in basketball. That I'd say that's pretty standard. The, you know, the, the home crowd wants to help out the home team, but for, for football, it could almost be a, a little bit worse because if you make too much noise, you know, the you know the the quarterback's calling out audibles, he's calling out different things that he sees. But if <laughs> the fans got to be like, hey, you're 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 clearly not aware. Like we're going to help you. So it, it did not it did not look good. I remember hearing rumors prior to the all of this that they were going to let Russ make some calls on the field that giving him a little bit more control of the offense than he had before. If you ask me, somebody's trying to prove a point here, and they're almost – either they're watching him sink or they're – they're I don't know. I just can't believe that they almost blew a game just just struggling like that. Just playing bad to football. To the Texans. Yeah, to a, to a team that's arguably not even trying to win. At home to the Texans, yeah. This wasn't a – even I'm going to call it even a middle-of-the-road team, and you know, at their place, and, you know, they're, they're frisky. It's like this th- – this should have been – especially after the way the uh, the last game went of, okay, we're, we're going to have our act together. It's, it's not going to be like that before. So yeah, anytime this early on a coach is getting this kind of kind of flack, it is, it is not good. All right. There were two other teams I wrote down that I have some concerns for. I'm a little worried about Indy. The, the goose egg, the goose egg's never good, regardless of who you're playing. And I know Pittman was out, and and, and that that certainly changes some things for them. But it shouldn't change this team from being, you know, a decent team to not even scoring, right? Like that, like Pittman doesn't give all of the offense, as well as you know, Jacksonville is is feisty. I'll give them some credit. All right, I, I like some of the pieces there. I, I I'm I'm hoping they can kind of turn things around. They've had enough draft picks that there should be somewhat a decent amount of talent there at this point. But this is just a mess for for Indianapolis. This, zero points, zero. With arguably, you know, one of the top running backs in the league and, and, a, and a game-controlling quarterback against the Jacksonville Jaguars who aren't that much of an offensive or defensive threat. Huge red flags here all, all over the place. I'm worried now like because Pittman kind of had a good week one, and I got him in all my fantasy leagues. This is not a good start because this could be the reality of Pittman going forward where they just don't even score. Uh, there's other one last team I'm worried about. Did you want to jump in on this one at all? 
similar to, to to Denver, just that you struggled against against the Jaguars. Like, ugh. you know, they're not supposed to be exactly the uh, you know the top top teams. And like you said, it's not like you had a bad game; you had a terrible game, and it wasn't some sort of fluke. And there were a bunch of defensive touchdowns or just weird things. Is no, they kind of just got worked at every level. Now, sometimes you can kind of squint a little bit, and you can see, you know, if you look through the right lens that this is the better team. There was no lens yesterday where mm-hmm. Indianapolis looked like the better team. You could squint all you want. There was they weren't the better team yesterday, and I think that's way more way more concerning that you didn't even see some flashes of. All right, well, if we just fix this, we'll do that. I I just saw an endless list of problems and things that just weren't working. Hopefully, they can get that kind of under control over there, or you know, maybe we end up showing a little bit more respect to Jacksonville. All right, the last one's a little bit more of a mild panic, and it's also me showing a little bit more respect to the opposing team. The Bengals are zero two. They've been in two close games. Burrow's jersey, I mean, th- this guy is never going to have a clean jersey at the end of any game. He just can't seem to stay upright. They have so much talent if they could just give him enough time. But they're 0-2 at the end of the day, right? Like, I, I still think there's some competitive brilliance there by, by Burrow every now and then. And they have, you know, Chase and Higgins has, has a decent game. And, you know, we're okay with all that as well. as On the flip side of this, they're going against the Cowboys, who just lost their quarterback and have been crying all week about how they think their season's over. And the meanwhile is they, they pulled off and got a good win here. I, I'm, I'm kind of showing a lot more respect to the Cowboys. I, I actually think the quarterback they got going on over there might be a name worth learning. I, I don't know if this is quite Romo, Dak Prescott, you know, Romo taking uh, losing the spot to Dak here. But I, I think that the Dallas team is capable of having a really good pass rush with, with Parsons over there. And that was just trouble for, for Burrow this whole game here. But, you know, Super Bowl hangover. It's a real thing, right? They're 0-2 now. Are, are you worried about Cincinnati, or is it still going to come together? There's plenty of games left this year. I They, they, they showed the you know the graphic, and you know, teams that start 0-2, chance of making the playoffs are, are, are not good. Uh, Denver did win, like you said, uh, you know, so the, the panic meter is a, a little bit different. But I... I it's not all the way. It's not all the way panic. It's not. Nope. They're they're completely done. But it's definitely unexpected. I thought this was gonna be. You know, you you had that one you just blew in in in, in week one, and now you're playing the Cowboys, who are reeling because they got to go with their backup quarterback that really wasn't a priority for them in the in the off season, and then you can't even pull that out. Ugh, yeah, that doesn't look good. All right, so those are the teams I'm worried about. I have a little concern for Baltimore, but we kind of spoke about that a little bit earlier. That that might just be more of a Miami thing, and who knows? That might be a Miami fluke where it was just like they caught fire one game and, and they just blew up for 40-plus points. And, and, like, all the points and everything, like, that doesn't happen, like, total for the rest of the year. All right, teams I'm starting to gain so a little bit more respect for. I'm going to bite the bullet a little bit on this one, and it's if Kyler Murray is going to do crazy <sighs> – pinball backyard 50 like 35 second shot clock plays in the backfield like they're at they're at the I think they were going for a two-point conversion and he is at like the 35 yard line trailing back there just scrambling just begging all the linemen to come as far out as they can because he knows they can't catch him and he just has so much space like this is this is basically a guy playing tag out there until the defense gets tired which had to have been exhausted we're at the end of the game here it, it's it's been a fairly close game and and i just can't imagine having to play you know there's a reason there's a break in football all right there's, there's well, like a te- you, you say it was pretty close at uh at halftime it was 20 to nothing raiders 
this was another comeback. This was I, this this one was a little bit different, and I think because uh, just some of the way the the other games went, this one doesn't seem as crazy. But I mean, you're down twenty at the half. Usually, that, that that's a loss. Well, perhaps those are the the wrong words for it. What I meant more is this defense wasn't doing nothing the whole game. Like they they were clearly would have been exhausted even without these extended plays happening with thirty seconds left. These extended plays happening at the end of the game have to be the most exhausting thing for a defense ever. As well as I don't know how you stop it. I don't know how you game plan for it. Like I don't think it's right to just roll the ball out there and say Kyler Murray go figure this out because it's pure madness out there. Watching all this happen is just crazy chaos. With all that I mean, being there, said, there's though, one time I saw I saw one of the one of the the def- defenders like had him. Kyler Murray was kind of bent over and just had him wrapped up and then was just like, nope. I can't remember because he had just a, a handful of these just, I'm just going to dance around. And on that uh, that two-point conversion you're talking about, you know, the announcer said, like, this might have been one of the longest plays that, that I've ever I've ever seen. It said that he ran 84 yards. And this was not a, oh, yeah, he started you know even at the 50. It, it was a two-point conversion, which they I think they got a, a, a delay a game or, or a false start because I think they were back. Uh, a little bit but yeah he just went from one sideline to the other until he just found a way to to make it happen and just a just a reminder you know when, when Kyler Murray is on he is a lot of fun to watch like I still don't think this is a very good football team I, I think the Raiders are kind of it's it's funny that the Chargers and Raiders managed to play really good games and somehow lose games at the same time like 90% of this game, you're kind of like, you know, this is a decent team. You know, if they put things together, you know, by week 10, maybe they get a little bit better and the chemistry comes together and they'll be all right. I don't know how they find ways to lose these sort of games. I'm, I'm kind of basing Arizona's comeback a little bit on the weakness of that. But if Kyler Murray is going to be making plays like this, I don't know how you reproduce it, but I don't know how you produce a way to stop it either. And that is just going to be crazy to watch going on from here. I didn't think he could do things like that. I, I don't know if he's going to be able to do like things like this for the entire season. I think it's a really tall task. But if he's going to do things like that, it certainly gained my respect because he just stole a game. They just stole a game yesterday. They had no business winning that game. And he just did some crazy stuff and won a game out of nothing, out of literally nothing. No game plans, yeah. nothing. Like, I'm just going to hike the ball, run around for 30 seconds. Someone's going to get open or I'm going to run and make a play. And just just did it. Just did it. So, yeah, down 20 points at the half, and then it wasn't a, oh, yeah, we kind of just, you know, got it, you know, quickly. It was, okay, you need to get down the field, and you need a two-point conversion just to get this to overtime. All right, last team I'm going to show a little bit more respect to, and they are 0-2. I'm showing love to an 0-2 team. The Atlanta Falcons have been in, in two games they probably shouldn't have been in, and they really should be losing games you know, like like Indianapolis lost zero to whatever. Like just getting smacked down, blown out. They're they're a rebuilding team, but you know what, man, Mariota, Mariota's got some fight in him. He he really was putting out some some plays yesterday. I, I'm all in on Drake. Uh, I I still haven't seen a whole lot from Pitts. The Rams, they get the job done. They're one and one now. I I haven't seen their flashes of brilliance happen quite yet. And I I have some concerns for them. But I, I'm showing a lot more respect to Atlanta. I like that they were competitive in all these games. I'm kind of excited with the young core seeing that going forward, and it's just a step in the right direction. I, I, I'd much rather be a team like Atlanta than a team like, uh, I, I guess, like Indianapolis at this point, where you kind of have these expectations. Like Indy's not rebuilding, right? They're, they're playing to win this year. Atlanta is not playing to win; they're rebuilding, and yet I like where they're at already a little bit more two weeks in. So, a little bit of love to Atlanta. Is there anyone else you want to show some love to uh, before we just talk about some NFL fights? No, I'm, I'm all good. 
All right, Tampa Bay plays New Orleans. All week I'm hearing all the rumors about how Tom Brady's owned by New Orleans because he's been in Tampa for two years and has yet to beat them or win a game there or whatever. All, all whole bunch of nonsense as if New Orleans has been, you know, playoff dominant and appearing in Super Bowls or, or, or any of this. Like any of that ever mattered to any of the success that Tampa has had the last two years in comparison to New Orleans. I, I think that was all ridiculous. I, w- I was happy to see Tampa kind of win another slow game against this. I I want – man, I'm praying for Winston. I just want Winston to be better. It's all right there, and he just doesn't have it. Did it, you hear his, his injury coming in? He has like four broken bones, right? He's got – yeah, four – well, four – broken cartilage in his back. I didn't realize cartilage could break. But I saw a lot of good uh, responses on Twitter saying stuff like, if I had any sort of back injury, like I'm going to be in bed for a month, let alone being out there in a football game. Well, Tampa gets the job done. New Orleans. New Orleans. It was an ugly game. New Orleans didn't look great. Did you watch any of that? Because it was was 3-3 for like forever. I saw it on Red Zone. It looked like a a typical Brady game where he's just, it's just an ugly game that he knows how to win. He was upset. I love it, though. I love that he still has a competitive fight. He has no reason to do this. It's week two. You, you think he gives a shit about week two? He, he damn right he cares sure about week two. He does. He sure does. Of course he does. He cares about everything. He's, he's playing to win. I love it. He's not letting anyone get anything on him. And I, I know he's kind of got this protected shield around him to some degree of, you know, a whole bunch of history and an age, and he's already a quarterback that kind of gets protected as is. But I love having the competitive nature. I love watching him get fired up. I love watching him throw the surface. The, the Microsoft Surface on the ground. Oh, love yeah. It. Love it. Love it. Love it. You know what? Get another one. I know you guys got a whole closet full of these. <laughs> just just grab me another one. Just send send the bill to Giselle. It's her half. No. <laughs> uh, I, 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 now, there was a real legit fight here, too. There's some, some oh, trash yeah. talking here. Um, I don't know the entire story beyond all of it. it. It looked a lot more like there's some history between some players that have already gotten in, into it in the past and Maybe somebody. This is not po- the first time that they've uh, that uh, Mike Evans and Lattimore have gotten into a fight, and the last time, definitely Mike Evans was suspended for a game. I'm not sure if Lattimore was suspended the last time, but they've definitely gone head to head. And usually, Lattimore kind of has Evans' number, at least on like the football specific side of it. <laughs> exactly, on the you know the fight side of it. Look, good, good competitive nature. I think that rivalry is never going to die. I. I just don't want it to ever cost either of those teams a game. It'd be awful to see something like that happen. But at the same time, you're going to say something to my quarterback, I'm going to stand up for it. That seems pretty standard for football. Nothing really shocking there. There was something else that was shocking. Uh, anything else you want to get into about the fight here? I don't. I think that's, that's pretty much it, right? Uh, just that uh, um, that Mike Evans was he was suspended for you know he was ejected and was suspended for for a game. I'm trying to look up right now if uh, if Godwin's coming back because if he's not, the 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 Bucks are a little a little banged up and it's only you know, we're going into week three and the offense didn't really look very good. Uh, there was definitely a like at least one kind of phantom phantom call. Did you see the one um, uh, the, the 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 tackle, the whiff on the tackle? That no. they called uh, unnecessary roughness. It w- it was a bizarre one. I-, I don't know what the ref was seeing on that, uh, but that extended it, and I think they were able to score a touchdown off of that. But it's like if, if you're getting rid of Brady's uh, Brady's options here, I mean, he- you can usually come up with things, but if they struggled this much, uh, it's just another missing another skill position guy. It-, it it could be could be an ugly one next week. 
Well, we'll see what happens. I'm not worried about Tampa Bay even the slightest bit. I, I just think this, as long as they can keep Brady healthy, they'll be fine. And you know what? If he's got to play with a Patriots equivalent roster for a couple of weeks, it won't be the first time, man. Like, it's it's fine. He's got to play with a whole bunch of no-names out there. Well, he's made a whole career off that, so I think he'll do just fine. I think he's figured yeah, they out are, the formula. They are 2-0, so. I, I think it's 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 going to be helpful to be 2-0 right now, knowing what the future holds, whether there is an injury or a suspension or who knows whatever else happens here. Um, so, good good, good for them. I, I, I don't know if Indy is uh, quite the threat of, of a team that anyone had hoped for, but uh, that's not the most surprising thing of the week. There's one... I think this is the most surprising thing of the week. I'll never root for injury throughout anyone, but this is a team that I am now gaining a ton of credit for and I'm all in on. I'm all in on the Niners. I'm sorry, Trey Lance. I wish you a healthy recovery. But the second Jimmy G came in, I just saw Super Bowl written all over this team. And that that's just... Ooh, I, I, jump. It's a huge jump, man. It's a huge jump. I just thought the offense immediately looked better. I thought Jimmy looked the most comfortable he'd ever looked. In some ways, he's kind of playing with house money, and I respect the hell out of that because, you know what, he's. I think he truly knew I my best chance to win is if I stay here versus forcing my way out to go somewhere else. As well as, I think deep down, he actually thinks that he's better than Trey Lance, and I think today, right now, at this moment, he is. Next year, you know, I don't know. I, I, I just think that there's a really steady guy right now that I don't think you should be rebuilding with a quarterback. It'd be great if Lance could figure it out. Some guys can by year two. Some guys can't, so he's a late bloomer. That's fine. I don't. I don't think Trey Lance is an entire bust right now. But we're playing for a Super Bowl. This team's ready to roll, and Jimmy's ready to roll with them. I'm really excited for Jimmy G, and I will be picking Niners kind of going forward from here on. I, I know I've been really against all of them going against Trey this whole time, but now flip the coin. Well, they get yeah, the win. I don't think you you were against the the Niners. You were just against against Trey. So this this was kind of what you were looking for. Not yeah. not in this fashion, but just a you you wanted Jimmy out there. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's that's great for the Niners. Uh, they, they, man, they have struggled. How many running backs are, the, are they going to get hurt as well? They, they, them in Baltimore, it's like a string of guys we've all heard of that just rotate between getting hurt between one another. None of them could ever be healthy at the same time. I, I think I saw that, that, that the Niners have had like four different leading running backs over the last four years. All of them pretty solid, but all of them were backups going into the year. <laughs> so that's never nothing's ever really going according to plan with them over there. So I... I, I, I agree this is going to be some adversity over there, but uh, I'm in on it. I'm in on the Niners. Uh, any, any Anything you want to add here, or are you just going to let me sink in all this after this ends up being a complete disaster going forward? Oh, no, just, just saying, you know, just like like you said, like didn't really want it to happen this way, and just, just unfortunate, you know, young guy. And just wasn't wasn't a dirty play, wasn't anything. It just, hey, yep, Trey Lance looks like he's down, and then, oh, whoa, his ankle's going the wrong direction. Like, he's done for the year. Uh, was pretty pretty fast, so just just unfortunate. Anytime, you know, someone just this early in the year, you know, specifically, just like, nope, he's he's done. All right, and any of the games or teams we didn't get a chance to talk about for a recap right now, we may be able to mention a little bit in our upcoming picks. I'm saying we just go right into the picks right now. Let's start with uh, Thursday. We've got Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cleveland Browns. We did not talk. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let's do a little uh, a, a little recap. As of right now, you have taken a commanding lead. You were up by by ten points. So you have you've got one more pick right than me. But I was curious, who did you pick tonight? Uh, I gotta go and check. I have Buffalo and I have Philly. Ooh, okay, I wasn't sure if you were uh, gonna go uh, gonna go different. So I went the same. So 
regardless of what happens tonight, you will take a uh, a one a one pick lead going into into this week, and these picks are going on right now. Hey man, you're more than welcome to change your pick. You know, you want to you want to take the lead. You got to alter me. Can't, oh can't, no, I locked my picks in last Monday. I'm good. Can't uh, can't catch up. You know, if you don't make uh, if you don't, if you go always pick the same as me. I'm just gonna pick the same as you. I'll be up one the rest of the year. Uh, well, uh, well, and also this. Uh, did your uh, lock of the week hit last week? Uh what was my lock? I don't remember. I think I think we're being I think we're doing really well at when our things go right, reminding the other guy, and if we uh, if they didn't, just kind of just casually forgetting it because you were definitely uh, quick to uh, <laughs> replay some of the podcast oh. to me. Uh... Oh, I, I think I had Kansas City as a lock. Okay, I think I had Kansas I, City. I, I, I had Kansas City blowing out the Chargers, which it was not a blowout, but they did get the win. Thank. You, you locked him in and they won. I locked in Aaron Rodgers and he was, well, actually he wasn't even just him. It was really a lot more um, Aaron Jones, but it, it was the Packers. And I definitely got that one. That one, that one was not a sweat at all, but just wanted to make sure we kind of followed up on everything from last week and let the listeners know kind of where the, uh, where the standings are. Yeah. I don't know. I say a lot of wild things. Uh, all right. You ready to go into some picture then? Yep. All right. Thursday, we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cleveland Browns. Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh. We just watched them struggle against the Patriots, who may or may not be that good of a team. Cleveland has looked very good in moments, and I agree on paper, has a roster worth fearing a little bit. But, you know, they're 1-1, one and one, and they could easily be 0-2 or 2-0, and, and, and the inconsistency is just frustrating. But I like what I saw out of Brissett this week. I think it'll be enough to get through the struggling Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to go with Cleveland. Who you got? I will also be going with the Browns, and <laughs> this is the first – Thursday night game where you look at it and just kind of go, oh, where the past two Thursday night matchups that we've had have been, oh, okay, there's a little bit of appointment viewing. Like, this is going to be a – if this was going against other things or other football, it's like, this is what I want to watch. Or this one's a is, – is this the only game we got on? Like, all right, this is the only one. I'll watch it, but could see it being a lot of either it's a, it's a blowout or it's just this is bad football and being reminded like, oh, that's right. Not every Thursday night primetime game is just automatically a hit. Uh, not only that, let's let's squeeze in a little little time right now to uh, analyze the Amazon Prime debut last Thursday. Where, oh, yeah. Uh, overall, your picture looked good. I, I thought I didn't have any streaming issues other than the audio for pretty much the majority of it was was off. Now, it's not super critical because they're just, you know, you don't really see the guys in the booth, so they're their their voices syncing up to what they're saying isn't really that critical because you don't really see them. So as long as the the audio is, you know, somewhat accurate with the game going on, it's fine. But I imagine that's an easier fix that that won't be an issue going forward. Uh, one issue I did hear from a couple people was that you're so used to, you know, these games are long. It's Thursday night. They're not always the greatest games. We kind of got lucky. Like this past week, this upcoming week is a good example where, you know, if you're on, on standard cable, you're watching this NFL Network, you know, when, when the quarter ends or anything like that, you may want to switch the channel and go back onto something else. Well, with everything being only on Amazon Prime, the whole channel switching isn't really fair game at all. You're just locked into this one event pretty much the whole time unless you exit the app and go open something else or if you were to change the input and go back to whatever other things you have. I, I just, it's not critical, but it's something that I think users or newer users may be adjusting to if you're coming from cable. 
Uh, any seems anything? seems old person old old person whiny to me. I've been living that life for for a long time now, and it really doesn't take that much more effort to change your input or to open another app and say I would like to watch this for a little while now. That's just okay. You you pick up your phone rather than pick up your remote. Your your phone's already in your hand. Like if that if that was the worst thing, I, I think that they did a, a good job. Uh, I wasn't really sure what to uh, what to expect. It felt like a like like a, like a football game. Once it got going, I felt like the intro almost felt more like a uh, like like a TV show. I was wondering like, oh, we're we gonna kind of see something something different. Uh, but you know, it helped that they had uh, premier uh, announcers, and it was just like, okay, here we go. I I think it'll be better. I I don't think there's going to be the audio struggles this week. And I I did like the cast and the crew. The halftime is good. I'm still adjusting to all of the uh, announcer shuffle of the off season. I mean, normally there's so many coaches shuffling and players shuffling throughout all these sports. It's rare that you see you know the announcers, the announcers yeah. and and networks and all that kind of adjusting. That's like like if this happened in basketball. I mean, I'm sure it's happened. I mean, Rachel Nichols has done some stuff with TNT and ESPN, and there's a couple people have bounced back and forth in the NBA as well. But you still. It, these are really core guys that you're so used to hearing paired with one another now being paired with somebody else who's always been paired with someone else. And that's it's just a lot to kind of get used to. Uh, I, I imagine in a couple of weeks we won't even notice the difference. But uh, shout out to Amazon. I, I expect the better things this weekend. All right, next game, we got Houston Texans at the Chicago Bears. Not the most exciting game here. I, I you know, I, I, I like Justin Fields. I, I want to root for the Bears. They didn't look very good, though. There's not a whole lot of hope there. I actually think Texans have looked the better the last couple of weeks, so I'm going to actually roll with Houston. This could easily be a 10-10 game that anybody could win, and it's just whoever makes the next field goal. So I'm not I'm not really entirely sold on Houston, but I will be rolling with the Houston Texans. Who you got? Going going with the Bears, uh, it's going to be an ugly matchup. Uh, Fields has not this year completed more than eight passes in a game. And that seems like a problem in the modern NBA or modern NBA in the modern uh, NFL, but I'm going to go with, uh, with the bears over the Texans. Yeah. Three is more than two, right? Fields. You remember that it's uh it's very yeah, important. Right? <laughs> uh, all right. Next game, Las Vegas Raiders at the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee is such a weird team. So is Vegas of inconsistencies of, I feel like these, these are the type of teams that will beat, bad teams and then struggle against good teams now when they play each other i don't know what that means because i don't know if they're good or bad teams this could this could be anything i actually think this will end up being a close game i'm going to roll with the road team with the raiders they kind of got screwed a bit of the last week i think they are going to have a little bit more critical of a run trying to avoid being zero and three versus tennessee who's oh one and one uh is that right yeah that's right no 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 they're just they just got a tie because they played tonight so they play tonight. That's why the they're bills. Okay, that's right. They so play there's tonight. a there's a good chance they're going to uh to, to lose, but you know, gotta play the game first. Well, they're likely gonna be 0 and 2. So we'll have two 0 and 2 teams facing off against, like I said, a very even match of inconsistency here. I am rolling with the Raiders. I won't be shocked if Tennessee ends up having better. A lot lot harder picks this week. Like this is a tough game. I thought the last one's kind of a tough pick. Uh I'm rolling with Vegas, though. Who you got? I'm also going with uh with the Raiders. Yeah, and I sorry, sorry, Tannehill. You know, Derek Henry, I, I hope. He he's gonna wake up one of these days. He's gonna have some games that he's just gonna win on his own. I, I don't know if that's gonna be one of them, but it could be. All right, next game: Kansas City Chiefs at the Indianapolis Colts. Colts are a mess. Chiefs are hot right now. As much as I want to root for Indianapolis to kind of get out of where they're at, I don't think this is the game they do it. I think easy win for for Kansas City. I think if you got some fantasy guys in Kansas City, man, line them up. Uh, this is this is a defense that I think was supposedly supposed to be a lot better, especially fantasy value. I think I saw the Colts being arguably a top five defense going in. 
I don't think there's any good defenses for fantasy this year. I keep looking every week on what I can do. I, I'm just trying to find the worst matchup. Like, who's playing the Bears? Who's playing the Texans? And this week, you know, they're playing each other, so you can't play either of them. It just seems so backwards. <laughs> uh, Colts kind of a, a tough struggle there, though. Uh, are you going with Indianapolis, or are you going to stay uh, stay hot with the Chiefs? Going with the uh, with the Chiefs, but I think it's going to be a close game, kind of on the, uh, you know, Never, never too high, never too low. This is a classic, classic example of that. Of you, know, you just write off the Colts, and you know the Chiefs are amazing. So I'm, I'm still going to go with the Chiefs, but I think it's going to be uh, going to be much closer than a lot of people are expecting. Well, hopefully Pittman's back because you know I'd like to see that offense score again. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be nice. You know, this, this that would be more exciting. Let's not take two weeks off. One week was enough. All right, let's get on the board next week. All right, next game, big game here. This is an exciting game here. We got Buffalo Bills at Miami Dolphins, division rivals here. Two hot-scoring teams. I, I imagine Buffalo is going to put on an offensive show again tonight. We already talked about Miami's show of recent. As much as I want to buy into that, I, I think Buffalo's got a chance to really send a message here, which is why I could see Miami winning it, because they could really want to send a message to a game that truly doesn't matter too much. But this is a bit of a dick-measuring contest for these two offenses, and I think, I think I'm going to roll with, with Buffalo. They seem a little bit more proven, but I, I'm hoping for another gun show like we just saw. 40-40-plus game. Let me see some points. Uh, I'm going with the Bills. All right. Last game, uh, next game here, Detroit Lions, Minnesota Vikings. Again, this is this is a team here. It's like, well, am I supposed to pick one of these defenses? Because I, I don't know, like, what defense am I supposed to play this week exactly? What what's the top one? Are, are any of these defenses good? I I feel like the offense is so consistent across the league that there's just no there's no good defense. Uh, I'm wrong. It, with- it might just be a a matter of uh, just. Trying to get one that doesn't get you negative points. <laughs> yeah. the, the, there's going to be a point in this year where I think I'm going to bench a defense over playing them. I'm, I'm just not going to risk. Like, like if I had, just, like, in, like Indianapolis, perfect example. Indianapolis is is playing the Chief, the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, are you are you going to start them this week? Or, or, like, is that crazy? Just, just take the zero for safety. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, I I do like what Minnesota's done. I kind of got a little bit of love for Detroit. I I, I could see this being a bit of a trap game here. I'm going to go with Detroit. I think they're a little feisty right now, and this seems like a game that Minnesota should win and always loses. So that, that's my Kirk Cousins take right there. A uh, game he should win but somehow loses. No way they stop uh, Justin Jeffries. Uh, give me the Vikings. Man, I don't think they're going to be able to stop that Swift kid. I, I got some love for Dalvin Cook too, but, man, Swift has been uh, turning on the Jets a little bit there. Look, looking good. Uh, next game, not so much fun here, although maybe it will be fun. Baltimore Ravens. New England Patriots, we're home. We just want to. We just got to win. We've we've uh, we've we've had some schemes before for Baltimore. I, I imagine we'll have something up our sleeves here. And I'm typically much more fearful of the Baltimore Ravens defense, and I, I still am very concerned because I don't think the Patriots offense is anything to brag about. But you know, Baltimore just gave up a ton of points this past weekend to Miami, and Miami, albeit could have a really good offense, I I don't know if it's that good. So maybe Baltimore's defense isn't isn't what we thought it was, and Perhaps Mac Jones is able to figure out something here. He, he's got to get a little bit healthier, too. He had some issues this week, I think, between the back and the sickness and all that. I'm expecting him to play a little bit better, but I'm still going to roll with Baltimore. I just don't see the firepower for New England to overcome this. Uh, you are going to be the homer throughout the whole year here, so do I even need to ask? Well, actually, I just want to go back to that last pick. Not Justin Jeffries. I don't, I don't know who that is. I just, I just made somebody up. Justin Jefferson, the really good wide receiver for the Vikings. That's, that's who... Uh, Detroit won't be able to stop. I just want to make sure that that was fixed before I got a text from someone later. Like, 
who's Justin Jeffries? So, uh, but you are correct. I will be going with the Patriots. We, uh, you know, got got one win, and now we're headed home. You know, the the, the fans are going to be there. They're going to be excited. It's not real cold out there yet, and uh, you know the it, Ravens are coming off off of a loss. You know, they're they're, they're reeling, and you know I, I don't know what they're going to be able to do. So. You know, they just gave up a bunch of points to uh, to Tua, so maybe they'll give up a bunch of points to Mac Jones. Look, it's got trap game written all over it. Coming to Foxborough, I don't, I don't care. I feel like always coming to Foxborough is a trap game. We may struggle in Miami. We, we may have some weird games here and there, but it, it's still Foxborough. It's still Belichick. It might rain. I, I don't know if that helps. I actually want good weather for our offense. I don't I don't need more obstacles. Normally, I'd want it to get as ugly as possible because I had so much confidence in Brady that it was it's like, yeah, you just make an ugly game. And the other quarterback can't play, and Brady still knows what to do. I don't know if Mac knows what to do in these weather circumstances quite as much. And I, I think it's a concern. Uh, yeah, Baltimore, Baltimore, I still think, is a better team. I, I think that they just fell asleep a little bit at the driver's seat this uh, this past week here. All right, next game. I think this has got trap game written all over it as well. Cincinnati Bengals at the New York Jets. Jets coming off a huge comeback. I'm actually rolling with the momentum of the Jets. I I think the Jets' defense is going to be able to get to Burrow because so far every team has been able to get to Burrow, and who knows what that'll do. I could easily see Cincinnati and Burrow turning it on, and they score you know a ton of points, but they kind of haven't done that yet, and I think the Jets are a little feisty right now, and I, I think there's a little blood in the water with Burrow getting his jersey dirty every game, so... I'm rolling with New York Jets. I'm going to ride the momentum wagon. This is crazy. It was really weird to root for them last week. It's going to be even more weird to root for them this week. Uh, am, I, am I crazy right now, or are you staying with Cincinnati? Oh, you are big-time crazy. I'm going with uh, Joey Burrow. He's going to get his act together finally. The, uh, the Jets organization, the, uh, you know, the management upstairs, is going to be going down to the coaching staff this week and saying, hey, 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 slow, slow it down. Remember, remember, we're not winning the Super Bowl this year. We're looking to get a, get a good draft pick. Uh, you know, he's off the gas here, and, and uh, th- that's what's going to happen. I actually think the Jets have found a quality receiver and running back that is going to be somewhat promising for them going forward. Uh, I'll let you guys figure out who those guys are going forward. Uh, next game, Philadelphia Eagles at the Washington Commanders. Washington, I just, I guess I got to see a little bit more from Philly, but I know what I've seen out of Washington doesn't look very good. So I'm just rolling with Philly out of, out of that. This is going to be an ugly game as well. I, I think it'll be tight and ugly, but I think Philly squeezes it out on the road here. I, I, I don't know what Washington's doing. I, I, I like, we just saw both sides of the coin with Carson Wentz. The week one and week two, all right? This, I don't know what we're going to get week three. I, I feel a little bit more happy about picking the consistency of the Eagles over whatever Wentz brings. Uh, who you got? Give me the Eagles. They're ready. They're ready to go. Uh, you know, one of those ones uh, going in a little blind because they're playing tonight, but uh, I've seen what I've got to see from the from the commanders, and so I am going with Jalen Hurts. All right, New Orleans Saints at the Carolina Panthers. Again, these are two teams that – I don't think they're bad, but they they beat the bad teams. They probably lose to the good teams, and they're playing each other. So I, I don't know. Where, I don't know where that puts any of them. I've been a little bit more impressed by. Like I, I'm impressed by both the receivers on, on kind of on both these teams here. I thought Olave Olave uh, in in New Orleans has actually had some decent time. I don't know if James is going to be able to survive it. I don't know if Baker's going to be able to survive it. Baker was on the run way too much yesterday, just scrambling out trying to survive plays it just seems like he's destined to get hurt Winston is already hurt can, can I predict a tie is that is that is that extra points is that a possible thing to do on this app I I would like to allow it 
but I'm not sure how we would remember that later on with the, with the scoring. All right. Well, I'm calling a tie, but I'm going to end up picking New Orleans. I, I, I don't feel great about it. I really don't. I, I just I don't see Baker suddenly putting it together. I, I could see Winston at least having a better game. Can we just get the ball to McCaffrey though? Is that is could I just scream that loud enough? Like the whole game, I'm watching this offense struggle because he doesn't have enough time. <laughs> they run the ball in the worst times. It feels like they don't do enough checkdowns to just get the ball in McCaffrey's hands or screen. Just get the ball in his hands and stop trying to overthink everything because it's not working. What you're trying to do, it's a hell of a lot easier to just put the ball in his hands and let him go to work. Just it's just just a thought. But you know, he's he, he's ready to go, and you know Baker, he, he can get out there and you know mix it up a little bit, but. There were, there were a couple of times where you see, you know, he's scrambling out and McCaffrey's there and it's like, well, it's not like he's going to get a ton more yards, but it's like, just save yourself some wear and tear. Christian, you know, he's a running back. He, he's ready for it. You, you know, you're, you're a quarterback. You just, it's not, not quite the same, same build. Just like save, save yourself a little bit. Hit, hit him. I, I don't know what's going to go on there. That That's not a fun game. That's a hard pick them right there. All right. Next game, Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers. Chargers are going to straighten things out here. I, I, I'm going to kind of ride with them. I'm, I am impressed with Jacksonville. I just don't think they have the firepower to compete with the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, they may not be able to beat the Chiefs, but they, they can kind of beat a lot, of, a lot of other teams, I think. And I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are one of those teams. So I think Herbert will get on schedule with uh, with that offense over there. And I don't know. The home games here for, for Los Angeles, it, it's, it's not <laughs> – there's no advantage, right? Like this is – sure, no. sure, Jacksonville is traveling – and I think that's an advantage, but they're also traveling from a warm weather climate to a warm weather climate. So I, I don't think there's much there beyond the distance. So uh, you're not going with Jacksonville, though, are you? You're going to ride with the whole team still? Chargers, lock of the week. Lovely stuff from Herbert uh, on Thursday night. Wow. All right. Lock of the week right there. Ah, man, I, I don't know. I didn't actually pick a lock. I, actually, I got one. I got one coming up. I just looked ahead. All right, next game, Los Angeles Rams versus the Arizona Cardinals. I'm rolling with the Rams. I, I don't think that you can make a living off this uh, this Kyler Murray madness. I think it's going to come to an end. I'm not predicting an injury, but I'm just predicting that that just gets tiresome for him, and there's just not a it's not a good way to run an offense. There's a reason no other team does that. All right, it's a high school team that does that. that. That's it. There's no other teams that do that at any professional level. Not barely even college can you pull off crazy things like that. So I, I don't think that that's a consistent thing to do there. They, they do have my attention, and I, I am impressed that they were able to win last game. And if he's going to do things like that, I think it's going to be really hard to stop. But it's going to be it's going to be hard to I think it's going to be hard to keep up with the Rams. So I'm, I'm rolling with the Rams. I am also going with the Rams, but would be happy to be wrong if we get another uh, Kyler Murray. I'm going to run all over the place because I'm super fast and just chuck it and just have fun. And just think, this team's going to have uh, DeAndre Hopkins uh, midway through the season. Yeah, I didn't. I I think it's a very very welcomed addition. I, I, the, that offense desperately misses a true number one wideout here. I I know that he's a little bit up there in age, but I, I saw AJ Green. You know, he dropped a lot of he dropped a lot of passes too. But but <laughs> yeah, he also yeah. but he also got open for a lot of passes too. And he is much much older. All right, so he's he's not a young stud anymore. So the fact that he was getting that workload was, you could just see that that workload could easily shift onto somebody else, especially a qualified receiver like. Hopkins so good for good for them maybe they'll get the job done here but I, I don't think they can uh next game Atlanta Falcons versus the Seattle Seahawks I'm gonna put this in as a lock of the week right here I'm picking Atlanta lock it in 0-2 versus 1-1 Seattle I know I got some love for Seattle and it will be loud over there but I, I like Mariota I like what they're doing over there I think they'll have a chance to jump on this I think this is actually gonna be a closer game than anyone's thinking 
it's it probably not the the sexiest matchup, but I, I think this is going to end up being one of the better games to watch this week. I, I think there's going to be just enough scoring, just enough defense, just enough turnovers to make a very entertaining game that won't matter to anyone. So I'm rolling with Atlanta. Who you got? You say it's not going to matter to anyone. It sure sounds like it's going to matter to us because in a tradition unlike any other, I'm we're going to pick against each other's lock of the week. So I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks. And. You didn't have any love for the Seahawks past couple of weeks. Today at home, you're going over Atlanta. Atlanta's looked way better. But Seattle's Seattle's at home, and they, you know, Seattle's still, uh, they got a W. So that's true. I, I Atlanta's been in games they shouldn't have been in, though. And, and this is a game that I think they could be in and actually win. They, they they really shouldn't have won any of the last games, but they had a chance to. Well, all of a sudden, this game that wasn't so interesting just became real interesting. <laughs> All right, next game, Green Bay Packers gets Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tommy Boy versus Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I'm sorry, the Packers, but I, I don't I don't really buy into it all. I know they looked a little bit better beating up a bad team last night, but this is going to be – I think Brady's just going to win ugly games throughout the year, and this might be a game that Rodgers could have a chance of winning, but I'm, I'm trusting Brady so much more. Even without all the offense and the injuries and the suspensions and all of that, I'm still rolling with Tampa Bay. I, I think they, they'll be able to figure out how to, how to do something with Aaron Jones. But, you know, next week it might be A.J. Dillon. I think that's going to be the frustrating part for Green Bay Packers uh, fantasy things here, where it's just going to be every other week one of these guys is going to have a huge week. Rodgers will have a huge game one of these games, too. I don't, I don't think it'll be this week, but maybe it'll be upcoming. Uh, who you got here? I'm, I'm rolling with Tampa. Give, give me Tommy at home. He's getting a break on Wednesday. He's going to be fresh. He's going to be ready to go. It's going to give the rest of the team, uh, you know, a little break after Monday and Tuesday of him yelling at them. And I'm nice, like, oh, fine. He's not yelling at me. And they're going to be able to figure out what they need to do as the young guys, uh, you know, are going to have to. And uh, they'll be ready to go for Sunday. All right. Fun matchup for Jimmy G coming up this week. San Francisco 49ers at the Denver Broncos. I'm rolling with the Niners. Jimmy G and this team are we're ready to roll, man. Just just drive the car. All right, we got we got, we got an actual driver now. It's steering in the right direction. Let's just keep going. All right, Denver is a mess right now. You could jump on them while they're down. I know they're at home. This is a good time to play them. I think Denver will be better in a couple more games, but this is a good time to kind of walk into Denver if you're the San Francisco 49ers. So picking them, who you got? You rolling with the home team? I am also going with the Niners. I do not like what I see out of Denver right now. Just the coaching is, is, is even more concerning to ask me. This, this, the, the mistakes that they were making, you don't generally see professional football teams I mean, he's making. a young coach. Hopefully he can figure it out. But right now, it's just what what are you doing, man? This, it doesn't make any sense. I just, I've seen high school coaches get fired for, for lesser things than what he did over the past weekend. It, you it, have not. You, don't, you couldn't name one high school football coach. I, it's, don't, don't test this, all right? I'm moving on to the next game here because we're already over an hour right now, and we, we still have some other things to talk about, right? Last game of the week here, Dallas Cowboys versus New York Giants. I'm rolling with the Cowboys. I think this is going to be another close game here. I, I do think this is going to actually be somewhat high scoring. I have some hope for the Dallas quarterback, and I think that they are just the better team. Saquon could easily just run over everybody because he, he looks healthy and fast and strong, but they're going to get to Daniel Jones just like every other team has been able to get to Daniel Jones, and that's going to be enough to slow them down, and I, I just think Dallas will have a, a better chance because of that. You rolling with the road team, or are you going to go with the G-men? Uh, unfortunately, I'm going with the Giants. Just They have their actual quarterback, and Dallas is going with their backup, so I, I don't like it, but I'm going with the Giants. You don't think that the Dallas defense is going to be able to get to him? I don't think Jones is going to have enough time, and he hasn't had enough time to begin with, and this is a defense that I think is going to be better at putting pressure on him. 
So I, I, I see I'm that. hoping that uh, that Saquon can get a little more of that magic that he had in uh, in week one. And so that's just uh, that, that that's what I'm thinking. It's not gonna be it's not gonna be the Daniel Jones show at all. It's just gonna be my kind of more of their offense just outlasts the uh, the Dallas team. All right, I'm gonna start playing the outro music. We got about two minutes here. Is there one topic you want to squeeze in here? All right, dealer's choice. Oh, actually, no, I got I got one. It's that the uh, the Aces. Congratulations to the Las Vegas Aces for winning the uh, WNBA championship. They beat the uh, Connecticut Sun. Uh, I live in Connecticut, so Connecticut, you know, the Suns, they play Mohican Sun. It's only like an hour and a half away. But for whatever reason, they decided for the, 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 the it's a best of five, or it's, yeah, best of five series. So it only went four. Three of the games went a, directly against the NFL. There was a game last Sunday. There was a game on Thursday. That was only Connecticut. I actually thought about going to it. It's like, all right. I don't want to watch this football game. And then the, the the last and clinching one was on Sunday. It was at the same time that the Las Vegas Raiders were playing. The way I knew that is because they showed it on the, it's not the Jumbotron, but on the video screen at the Las Vegas Raiders game. And it's just baffling to me. I get majority, you know, like a lot of the fans, it's like a totally different set of people. But if you're looking to get people to watch your sport, don't try to go against the NFL. Basketball, regular NBA is pretty popular. And you know what they do? They stay away from the NFL as much as possible. Uh, so kind of kind of baffling there. And I think that was, a, that, that was a huge mistake. At the very least, I mean, it was afternoon on Sunday. You're not just going against one NFL game. You're going against all of them. You know, put it at nighttime. And, you know, maybe you have a chance of, hey, you, you know, the NFL game's a blowout. Hey, come check us out over here. You know, you're basketball fans. But I, I don't know why you're going head-to-head against, uh, against the NFL. I, I mean, not that it gets less viewership but week two week two is like this just started i can't miss this anymore this like i've been deprived of this this is a bad week to try and compete against it so uh i agree with you in all that uh shout out to the coach though it's uh was it becky hammond right yep shout first out. year light light work man this wasn't even hard for her she's she's gonna have an nba job soon it may take a couple more ships in the wnba if she truly wants to but i, I just think she's got it She's got it. Year one, she walks in and just gets a win like that. I, I'm just impressive. Watch, watch out for her. I, I, I could see a very, very already successful career continuing to be even more successful. So good for her. Congratulations to them. And um, we'll see where that goes going forward. We'll see how all the picks go out. All I know is that I am uh, four for four again. All victories in fantasy. We're two and oh in all four leagues. Zach, if I, if I want to ship in all three or all four, I'm throwing my own parade gonna happen I, I i think i think you have to i think you have to go bigger than a parade well we'll figure that out we'll figure that out by next week thank you as always for listening we'll be back little column a little column b